This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. you, and if it hasn't already, uh, this could be a Christmas of great change for you with Christ, the Christ, Jesus the Christ, amen. What a difference. He made all the difference. Can I have a witness in the house? Anybody that Christmas changed for you when Jesus Christ came into your life? All right. Thank you all. Oh, you know. Uh, I, I heard this this week before I get into the message I heard this this week you know uh, God has God is the blessor he, he blesses uh, there are many different uh, ways to describe that but um, one of the main things is in the blessing is that he makes us more than we are right now it's always it's a continuum with God <clears throat> and uh, the first place that we see that is in Genesis where it says, and he blessed them, saying uh, over them, be fruitful, increase, multiply, fill the earth, and have dominion. That's the original uh, blessing. And um, that's still in play and in place today. Uh, we see it again uh, when when God... Uh, and when when God addressed Abraham, and he said, uh, surely in blessing, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing. And that's the totality of, you could say, the purpose, the plan of God. You know, I, did I forget to mention that things got a little messed up between Adam and Eve and Abraham? You can read the book, it's, you know, it's better than reality TV. I mean, there's some stuff uh, in God's story. Uh, <clears throat> but the original intention of the blessing was that in blessing, God would bless you, God would bless me, and that he would make us a blessing. Now, to what I heard this week, uh, this the Lord said, and we do everything that we we do everything that we can as we believe that we're blessed in hearing the word of God. I've been blessed by the entire. I didn't even know about the blessing until I came to hear the word of God. I saw the word of God being lived out in front of me in people's lives. It's a powerful witness. The power of a changed life, or a life that's different from. Uh, perhaps the one that we're living. That's that's all God's plan. He blesses, and then he makes us a blessing. Uh, and we do everything that we can around here. We hold services. All the services are recorded so that you can uh, just click on your telephone, go to the website, uh, um, and uh, uh, click on the podcast. I mean, you won't miss a thing. You'll be blessed. You will be blessed, very blessed. We bless you saying, you'll, you'll hear what God is saying to the church. Uh, and blessed is one level of maturity, isn't it? It's one level, it's one measurement, one dimension of life. I'm blessed. <clears throat> but that's not all that there is. See, he said that he would bless us and make us a blessing. And see, you can be very blessed hearing, you know, uh, what God is saying, what God is doing. And the funny thing about being blessed, you can be blessed all by yourself. But you really can't be a blessing apart from assembling together, coming together. Sometimes I come just for the purposes that might be somebody that needs to be encouraged, that struggled all week long and know that there's still a place to come to. There's still people that show up. There's still people 
that in spite of all of the struggles are still standing, still believing, and God's still on the throne, and we come and worship him as a faithful one. Amen. Anyhow, that, that's, put that in your Christmas socking and, and uh, take it out before you pack it away uh, till next year. Don't forget about it. You know, uh, you might, and I might, might at some point in time feel either the necessity or the desire to take the next step and go from just being blessed all by myself all for myself. Purpose to be a blessing. Purpose to allow God to use your life. Because I'm going to tell you what, uh, real happiness and fulfillment is only found in being a blessing. Jesus said it's more blessed when you become a giver than just a receiver. Now, you have to receive in order to give. And most people say, well, if I, you know, uh, if I just had this or had that, boy, wouldn't I give? And it's like, nah, we have to start with what we do have. You know, the measurements that we do have. A smile, a hug, an encouraging word, a phone call don't cost a dime. Isn't that right? You know, I'd give if I had a million dollars. Well, you probably got one. Honor God with that. That's what we do in the little is what we'll do in the, in the much. Amen. And it's okay. Pastor Sandy and everybody got up here and said, you know, what's Christmas uh, all about? Well, you know, that is the Christmas story. Let's look at Luke 2. Uh, if we don't have a greater reason why in our life, which is the foundation for our life, our why, it's connected directly for our purpose. If we're not standing on purpose, building on our purpose in life, know the why of our life. Have deep roots down in the why. At some point in time, you know, some storm, some pressure, some thing will come up and reduce us to just an excuse. Amen. I'll tell you the thing that will keep you from adultery is to have a vision of a wife that should, that should be able to count on your faithfulness. The reason to show up uh, early and be willing to stay late at a job is because we're not just working for uh, that person. We're doing our work unto the Lord. And we're a witness, even in the vocation that, that God has blessed us with. And we appreciate uh, the power to get wealth that he has given us. The reason why we should go to church when we don't feel like it and everything's come against us where that is concerned is not just so that I'll be blessed, but so that I can go and be a blessing to other people. That someone might need my presence there. Are you listening? Someone might, might need me more than just me. Well, anyhow, are you, are you good? Sure you are. Amen. You better not pout. You better not cry. You better be good and I'm telling you why. Jesus Christ is watching your life. Amen. All right. Uh, Luke 2, uh, 1 through 20. It's, it really is a beautiful and a wonderful time of year. It's, uh, it's eight days until, uh, counting today, it's eight days uh, left until um, 2019. Uh, we cross a line in time called 2019. And uh, boy, I love these windows uh, of time. Last year I discovered, I'm 59 years old. You would think that, you know, you'd have enough sense to see something. You know, that there's exactly seven days between uh, Christmas and New Year's. It's a seven-day uh, uh, window. God loves numbers. I, I learned that they have significance and that they have 
uh, meaning. And it's a great day here on a Sunday. Just happens to coincide with a day that we get together to, you know, kind of take a new and a fresh look, perhaps. Uh, you know, it's kind of been seen in 2018, hasn't it? I mean, what's been done's been done. Uh, some of us have had some real aha moments. That's a good thing, isn't that right? It, it, it's a good thing to have aha moments where, man, you know, I never saw that before. Uh, well, those, an aha moment is when we see God, but when we also uh, see, see God, we see ourselves. And we see others, and we see the situation perhaps in a light that we didn't see it before. How many of you are grateful for the aha moments in your life? Amen. There can be some really significant aha moments for us, can't there? Are you listening? You know what's significant? Uh, the definition of that, it really matters. It matters whether or not I, I saw it or I didn't see it. And in 2018, the Lord said it shall be seen. It. Uh, the definition of, that's a little word, but there, it's a broad spectrum because it sometimes can be very personal, very, uh, you know, uh, centered on your situation and it God. Yep. Uh, so it's been seen. I mean, the year's pretty much in the, you know, in the bag. Don't, we should come to this place where not really be under, uh, you know, under any kind of pressure. It is what it is. It's been what it's been. Amen? And it's eight days to winding that down. Sometimes the winding it down isn't all the last minute hurry and scurry. It's just settling on the inside. Look here. You know, uh, that one uh, is coming to a close. I'm reading the last few lines of the last paragraph, and I'm about to turn the the page on a brand new, new for you chapter. With God. New chapter in, in, in life. So while one, one time is running out, it's this wonderful eight-day run-up uh, to a brand new thing. How many of you know that God likes new? I mean, He really does. He has new for you every day. He has new for you. Aren't you glad that you're still not, you know, uh, uh, having to write a letter and a boy and a horse is having to you know, hike it for California quick as he can. And maybe three months later, you'll find out whether or not it even got there. You know, thank God they invented then the telegraph. And, you know, now, uh, you know, I mean, with the click of a button and WhatsApp, you know, you're face to face with anybody in the world, wherever you are. Seconds, just tremendous uh, progress in a lot of things uh, that God has given, new for us. And there'll be new things, you know, uh, this next year, uh, new TVs, new iPhones, you know. Uh, or I don't have one of those, uh, whatever kind of phone I got, you know. Oh, uh, you know, I have lived long enough, you know, to not, not have to be cold. There's pictures. I love that, just kind of point and shoot. Like back when you were in kindergarten, you know. What's that? Point, you know. Oh, there it is. It's okay to be a simple person. Amen. Let's read the story of Jesus. This is about the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Bible. It's a wonderful translation of the Bible. It says, During those days the Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Quirinius was the governor of Syria at the time, and everyone had to travel to his or her hometown to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his fiancée Mary left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When she arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. After wrapping the newborn baby in strips of cloth, they laid him in a feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. That night, in a field near Bethlehem, 
there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, one another, let's go. Let's hurry and find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flocks, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him, for they had heard for all they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel had said. Now, I want to point out just a couple of things that I, I believe are noteworthy uh, here and worthy of our consideration today. The birth of Jesus was by an angel announcement, and this is what they said. It's the most joyous news that the world has ever heard. Jesus. Have you heard heaven's news? You know, perhaps, you know, perhaps you've heard about church or Jesus, but uh, he heaven's news is good news. He's the good news, Jesus. He's the Jesus that makes all the difference. And they announce, it's, it's funny in how uh, uh, they announce him. You know, just, I found this, that God doesn't have to have a crowd. Sometimes God does some of his, his most profound things in quietness with just a few folk. It's not going to stay that way. He said this news is for everyone, everywhere. But he's willing to start with anybody, just somebody, that will listen, that will be present. And they were just going about their everyday uh, lives, tending to uh, business. Uh, but uh, I, I, you know, uh, I believe this. I don't believe that God wastes a lot of words on folks that don't want to hear. I, I can, I'm going to testify from my own private experience, you know, from my own private experience for years, uh, you know, when you don't really need God, you don't really look to God, you don't really want God, you pretty much get what you want. But God's good. He'll interrupt the regularly scheduled program sometimes, you know. Even if he has to do it by way of angelic announcement, you know. Uh, and they, they announced it in this way. They said, they told about a miraculous sign. You know, God works, you know, you've heard the world say mysterious ways. And, and that's a lot of times, though, dismissive in that you never know what God's going to do. You never know how he's going to do it. There is a mystery part of life. It's called, that's where, that's where it calls for faith and for trust. If we, if we know everything that God does, I'm talking about everything that God does, see, uh, we wouldn't have to trust him. We could just be our own God. We wouldn't need God. So God delights sometimes in hiding things, not just from us, but for us. And a lot of the reason is, is because we're like Zachariah, you know, Elizabeth's husband, where, where the angel appeared to him and he said, look, old boy, you're going to have a baby. And he goes, well, 
that old girl I'm married to, have you told her? Because I'm going to tell you right now. You know, and he said, uh, and he didn't hardly get the sentence out. And the angel said, look. You're not going to get to have any other part in this thing. Okay? You're not going to speak. You're not going to have any words that are going to contradict this word. Boy, that's powerful, isn't it? That God would override. Now, now people talk about the sovereignty of God. That's one picture of the sovereignty of God. Now, evidently, you know, I mean, Zechariah didn't pitch a fit. He came out and he got the right words, you know. He's gesturing and all that kind of stuff. They give him a, you know, some kind of a, uh, you know. I mean, it wasn't like that he could just type text Elizabeth a message. You know, it's a little more involved than that. I mean, and he wasn't even like that. He could just, you know, shoot her email or he couldn't, you know, even have a, a scrap of paper. I mean, it was some kind of a scroll and, you know, the, the you know, chicken feather, ostrich or whatever they had back then and ink and having to, you know, he wrote them notes. It was no small deal. <clears throat> But God will do things in unusual ways. You know, it's not, uh, it's, they, he's called it a miraculous sign, seeing a baby wrapped, wrapped in, in claws lying in a, in a feed trough. I've been down to the farm lots of times. I ain't never seen no baby laying up in the hog trough. You know. Of course, I really had, didn't have an announcement that there would be, but you know what I'm saying. If you came down, if you were looking at the barn for a, you know, in the feed trough, the last thing you want to see is a little baby laying there. I mean, it's kind of one of those get your attention kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the angel said, this is a miraculous sign. The baby's laying in a feed trough in a barn. It's a sign to you. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? What would you expect if you know? I mean, we have we've been they've been having we have they've been having babies around here. Thank God for them. We 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 thank God for any kind of growth we can get. Leave it all to the young people. Amen. It's a good thing. That's God's design to give them to the babies to the young folk. Amen. And the old folk will rejoice with you and help. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, you know, but it would be unusual, you know, for them to even text us a message with modern technology. So if you want to, you know, if you want to, if you want to see the baby, you, you know, you go over yonder to so-and-so. Baby's laid up in the barn and they're in a, in a feed trough. We think that's very unusual. Normally the baby would, would come home from the hospital in a car and be at somebody's house. You wouldn't keep the baby in the barn. I'm really belaboring a point, aren't I, here? But I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes we think, we, we just skip over and we think, you know, uh, that, uh, uh, and we reduce the God, God to such an ordinary level of understanding and looking at the way that he does things. And, you know, God's always given us signs. God's always given us really supernatural signs. If you're not careful, it might seem a little bit out of the ordinary, but if you trace it, you'll find out God's trying to get your attention and say something special to you if we're open to that. All right. Uh, and they announced this, uh, this. The angel announced this, and then all of a sudden, it, it, it just, it, you know, the, the, it went viral. I'm talking about this YouTube video went viral. It started getting a million hits, and it wasn't on the earth side. There was all of a sudden, there was the heavens were filled with the, with the angels. Listen, he is called the God of the angel armies. We don't really, you know, God Almighty translated God of the angel armies. 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 Angels past counting. Amen. And they're out there, I mean, just blowing up the atmosphere. I mean, it's a, there's a blazing glory. And they show up and they start singing, man, glory to God in the highest heavens. Isn't that right? And, and the reason for that was that 
uh, they said, there is peace and a good hope given to men. Listen, all of a sudden, what God had been working towards, what, God, what, what has been all in the heart of God all this time, you know, even before the foundation of the world, before uh, Adam, before Eve, before all of it, God saw the whole picture. And now listen, and he knew that he was going to send his son Jesus and that Jesus would be the centerpiece. He split time in two. We have B.C. and A.D., Jesus' life, right, slap in the middle of all of time. Jesus is the centerpiece of the purpose of God, the plan of God. Everything that God is doing, Jesus is the centerpiece. Now, now it doesn't mean much, but there were thousands of years that God had to work through men and women in the earth. Because men and women were given the earth given authority here, given ability, speaking spirits that had the right to declare things that either God could bring to pass or the enemy of God could bring to pass. Words put this world here and words are how this world works, whether we're aware of it or not. So anyway, the announcement was... There is peace. And one translation says, peace on earth. You put it another way, the centerpiece has been put in play. Jesus is the centerpiece of all God's purpose, of all God, that ha- all God has done. For thousands of years, God kept describing him, kept declaring him, kept releasing words. <clears throat> Jesus was sent and Jesus came. And uh, over and over and over again, you'll hear him described in the Old Testament and you'll hear and you'll see it again reiterated throughout the New Testament said he came to set all things right. He's the centerpiece. And when he's the centerpiece, all things, everyone and everything will find its rightful place and position and priority in uh, our lives. Before I go a little further with that, and he said, and good hope is given to men. Good hope. Everybody say good hope. You know, hope is always about the future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you hope. One translation says plans of peace. Peace being nothing missing, nothing broken. Can you imagine from God's perspective and the reality that the angels were in is God's perspective. All right. Glory to God in the highest heavens. Men hadn't caught up with yet. It's just being announced to them. But from heaven's perspective, the missing peace is now in place. Oh, it don't look like much. It's just a few folks involved right now. But the news is for everyone, everywhere, because peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, peace from the centerpiece is now in place. I got him here. He's here. Oh, it took something to get him here. You want me to tell you what it takes to get Jesus here? It took somebody that would agree with God. It took somebody that would play their part. It took somebody that would, that would walk with him while he worked it all out. It took a believing in order to have a receiving. God, because God doesn't negate in our lives. God just doesn't in and do what he wants to do. Amen. Well, you just told us about Zechariah. Yeah, Zechariah, you know, uh, evidently didn't have as much faith uh, as Elizabeth did. But when it, came to, uh, when it came down to it, Elizabeth trumped, her belief trumped Zechariah's unbelief. 
Isn't that right? Elizabeth was free to announce the good news. Zechariah, zip it, son. You doubt it, you're going to do without it. We've got to get this boy here. Don't worry, I'll let you. I made your tongue. I'll loose it after a while. But for right now, you can't say nothing good, son. Don't say nothing tall. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't say nothing good. <laughs> Moving right along. He's, he was sent, but he came to set all things right. You know, there is a peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing out of place when Jesus is the centerpiece of our life. When he's the focal point, he's the main point. The main part, he's the, uh, the point from which everything else revolves. He's the place of concentrated focus and activity and influence. He is, this is the Webster Dictionary, a person occupying the middle and the center is in the preeminent primary position, the central theme, concern, and the preeminent priority. And when Jesus is the centerpiece, we'll we'll be. We are set right with God. There's peace with God and there's be peace with others. Let me ask you today, do you have peace within and peace without? You know, the shepherds heard. And this was their response. They said, let's hurry and find this word and... Can you imagine that? Let's hurry and find this word. Let's find this word and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed. Would be that there's that kind of a response towards the word of God in our life. Let's hurry. Let's go find the, this word that God is speaking. What God, find out what God is doing. Let's see for ourselves the word that God is speaking. Because all God's word will happen. The happening now is that God's performing His Word. You know, to walk by faith is, is that you can't just say uh, uh, any old thing, and you certainly shouldn't say just... Let me, let me say this. Instead of, you know, instead of going about it from that side, because you, know, you don't need me to tell you what to say or not say. But I will say this. Only say... Perhaps you should consider only saying what you want to happen or you want to have because what you are saying will happen and it's what you will have. I don't believe that. Check it out for yourself. Because your words either work for you or your words either work against you. And the wonderful thing about God's words, we have a copy of it. And he said, you just say what I say. That's all Jesus said. He goes, I just say what he says. I do what he shows me, what I see him doing, out of what he says. The works come from the words, because words work. Amen. Now, I just handed you a wonderful key. What you do with it, it's your own business, you know. Uh, don't treat it like the, like the car dealership that sends you a key and say, this is the winner. You come, and come here, come on, come on up here, come on, come on, come on. We'll only take a minute of your time, do you got your key? See, and most people just are very dismissive sometimes of things like that, but I'm telling you what now, you know, Jesus, he said in Revelation, he said, pay attention, he said, you see this in my hand? He goes, these are the keys. Amen. He told uh, he told Peter. He goes, "I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven." All right. The shepherds heard. They said, "Hurry, let's find this word. See for ourselves." Let me ask you: Have you seen for yourself this Jesus, this centerpiece, this peace given to men? You know, 
Not just did the shepherds hear, Mary heard, because it said they, you know, God will find some big mouths somewhere. Boy, those boys were just, I mean, they went and they told everybody, let me tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what now. I saw angels. It's like, yep. Mm-hmm. We know you've probably been hitting a little of the sauce out there late at night. No one around to watch you what you're doing. You boys might have might have had just too little bit much of a party. Might have just got a little too joyous and happy out there. Angels in blazing glory and babies lying in a manger. And all righty then. <laughs> Are you listening? So we spiritualize these things. I mean, what if somebody came in and said that kind of stuff to you? You go. It wasn't on the news. It wasn't on the TV. It ain't real. You know what, Martha? It ain't real if it ain't on the TV. And if it ain't fried, it ain't food. We're from the South. <laughs> Mary heard. And it, she said she heard everything they said. But it says she treasured all these things in her heart. Angel choirs, shepherd messages. I'm sure her own encounter, her own experience, uh, you know, that's not really within the confines of ordinary and factual and actual yet. Yet, here's a girl that said, let it be unto me according to your word. And there's that word laying in a manger. And evidently, now listen, it was a best-kept secret because only her and Joseph knew about it pretty much. Hmm? Oh, people whispered about it now. See, because they're not. It's the fiancé having a baby. It ain't the wife. I told you it could, God could have a reality show. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> Anyhow... You know, that, that may not be good news to you, but I remember going through things in our family. I won't go into any detail, but you know when you're in the church and you raise your kids in the church and then it comes a point in time where you just have, you know, I mean, it, this shouldn't be in the church and all that other kind of stuff. And I remember going to God and I said, you know, Lord, I mean, you know, what in the world? He says, well, you know, he said, why don't you go there to Genesis? He said, it, 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 you know, the clay weren't hardly wet behind the ears for I had a lot of trouble with my family too and I'm a perfect father. I'm with you, boy. You'll be all right. I'm with you. My family messed up too. My family's messed up. He goes, none of this is what I had originally planned. That, that was a heartbreak for me that, none, that the original plan of my perfect life, and my perfect marriage and my perfect children, and my perfect church and my perfect little world had all of a sudden you know, like a bomb went off and it's just chaotic and confusion and thank God that when you, all the dust has settled, there is God. He didn't run, honey. He come a-running. When he heard the noise, he came running. He don't cut out because things are less than perfect. He shows up. He goes, look here, we're going to work through this now. We, we, don't, we don't give up because there are some things that we, we cannot afford to lose and we're not going to lose. Now, you hook on up with me here. We're going to get it all back again. And when we get it back, it'll be better than ever. I could jump off of my stool right now. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you, I could fill you in on all of the details, but suffice it to say, the end from the beginning. I got my children and my grandchildren, and God is blessing them. They're happy and blessed by God. Amen. Protected and provided for. Now, they're not living the life that I had planned for them. They don't have no business living the life I planned for them. I want them to live the life that God has planned for them. And he'll work it out just like he had to work some stuff out for me. 
Oh, but it's all messed up. God is bigger than any mess up. Don't you label them a screw up and a mess up and let that be the final word in their life. Only say what you want to have and what you want to happen. Honey, if they're missing, set them a place at the table. If they're, get them a Bible when you know they won't even read it. Come on now, somebody. God already set a place for you before the foundations of the world, hoping you'd show up, hoping you'd understand. Are you listening? And the centerpiece is Jesus. Only God, but God, just Jesus. Change everything. Change everyone. Amen? Don't you agree with the devil over yourself or those that are around you? It's time to, it's time to grow up. It's time to come up. It's time to rise up in faith and only say what you want to happen. What, what, you, what you want to happen and what you want to have because that's all God will ever say. He'll never agree with you. In any other way. Because he only believes what he wants to happen and what, and, 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 and what he wants to have. That's all he'll ever say about it. Glory be to God. Now I'll tell you what. Now why do you holler and shout? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes when the bear has the lamb in his mouth. You just don't come running and sneaking up. It's right on the front. You start hollering and he stops just because you hollered. Just because there's something in you. Just because there's something in your holler. I mean, go to a fool ball game and I know I'm probably going to blaspheme right now. I've already blasted past the theme of a ball game, so I might as well blaspheme the rest of the way. Amen. I mean, go and holler till you can't even talk the next day, can't walk. I mean, prioritize that kind of stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. Thank God he made a way for all that. It's wonderful. There are great stories. There's part, all part of his story where that is concerned. But I'm going to tell you what. There's, listen, then come to church and quiet as a church mouse. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't understand it because I'm going to tell you what. Listen, a shout that comes out of a victory that's on the inside, the greater one that's on the inside, it delivers. It will break bondage. It will, it will I mean, just change things. And that's the truth. That's the truth. I got a little riled up because God gets a little riled up over you. But I'm going to tell you what. When, when I let that loose, somebody got loosed in this house. Something broke loose in your life. Something that needs to. You, there's some things that need to break loose. Isn't that right? Been stuck for too long. Crying out to God in private for the answer. And then, the you know, don't be embarrassed just because. I mean, obviously, God believes sometimes. He was like, shh, now, angels, we don't want to wake nobody up. Now, it's the middle of the night. Now, I just want you to go down there, slip a little parchment paper to these boys. Because after all, you know, I mean, you know, we, we don't want to upset the whole neighborhood. No, I mean, he sent an angel and the angel, you know, got a little excited about it. Isn't that right? No, you weren't there, so I'll, I'll, I'll just share with you. The angel said, hey, boys. Now that I got your attention, I'm telling you, I got some good news. Oh, it's joyous news. Hey, it's for everybody, everywhere. And then all of a sudden, them other guys go, why does that little guy only get to share everything? They got out there, got out there and sang, started singing praise. I mean, it just caught on. Till the whole heaven was filled with the thing. Amen? I mean, God went up with a shout. When the walls of Jericho came down, He didn't go just whisper to them now because we wouldn't want to disturb the peace. He said, when I tell you, he said, you've been quiet for a long time, but when I tell you, when you hear the sound, that's what he said, when you hear the sound, when you hear heaven's announcement, heaven's sound, he said, you give a shout, and there's some walls that only come down when you holler at them. Isn't that right? This little woman will fool you. Look how pretty, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm blaspheme number two. 
I get in trouble all the time, but it's a lot of fun. So, uh, isn't that right? Reason why we bought property out in the country, this girl shouldn't live in town. Amen. That's the truth. There's, <laughs> there's sometimes a little dog will get out near the road, you're, Queen! 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 I mean, baiting on the window. I thought she was going to break the window in the trailer house. Boom, 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 boom. You get back here right now. Amen. I'm glad when she hollers at the dogs. I remember when the kids were little. Cow John Whitehill! I thought, uh oh. We've gone right through the middle name all the way to the last name. There's been a lot of times even daddy just hide and watch and then I just quietly slip around and say, man, I'm glad she weren't my mama. But she's the kind of mama I want to raise my children. Amen? Isn't that right? She got a big old truck. She'll pull up at the gate. You know, she just won't sit there. Just get out and open up the gate. No, she'll teeth the horn. Where are you? I can't see you. You know I'm here. I mean, I'll be in the other room. She'll send me a text message, but get down on the farm. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it because I've also, I'm telling you what I've also laid up beside that woman when our lives were in a turmoil and there was so much trouble you couldn't breathe and she'd lay over there and cry herself. Egg would be shaking. I'd wake up two hours later and it'd still be the same thing. But I also, I'm going to tell you what I've heard her cry when the, when the victory came. I've heard her cry and holler at the devil. And I'll tell you, I'm glad I wasn't the devil on the other side of the receiving end of that because there is a time to be quiet and then there is a time to lift up your voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Well, I'm telling you, God, when God throws a Christmas party, you ought to, you ought to take the invitation to go because he's going to light it up like it ain't never lit up before. It's going to be loud. It's going to be strong. It's going to be proud. God ain't ashamed of it. He said, there, I got him here. Take that. The rest of you. Amen. None of this is in my notes. Let's finish up with this. She often pondered, she treasured these things. There's a time where you, you listen, treat what God says as a treasure. I, I, you know, I'm not going to scold you in this, but I'm going to tell you what now. There is a pile of folk now that have lost the pleasure of, of discovering and finding, treating what God says as treasure. It says she treasured these things up. Sometimes God don't give it all to you, but, but he'll give you a little bit in peace. And if you'll treasure it, if you'll treasure it, see. See, if you'll treasure it, through the resurrection, that old girl was in the upper room. That old girl was front and center. And she... It started with her being front and center when God caught her attention and he held her attention all the way through even when she didn't understand. And when it came to go to the next level and, and, and God pouring out to even greater measure, that lady who treated it like treasure was right up in the middle of it. I intend to be right up in the middle of it. Because I'm going to tell you what, this thing right here above anything else. You can, listen, I learned that you can tell everything I have of any good, of any count, came out of this word right here. I came to God with less than nothing, less than a zero. And everything came out of this word. My life came out of this word. So this word is my life. You think we do this? Listen, you know, you think that I read my Bible because they pay me to do it. It pays to read the Bible. But it's not limited to a salary that folks will or will not give you. I'm worth way more than that. Not ungrateful for where we're at, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, see, it, it's, it's a slap in God's face to settle for less when he's offered it all to you. Amen. When all of it's offered and to do with, and, and just, you know, learn to do without. I'm not going to do without anything. Jesus bought and paid for it. That would be less. 
says she often pondered what they meant. What about you today? Are you wondering what all this means, Christmas 2018? <clears throat> you know, we, you know, we, we have all, you know, announcements. All of these activities, all these arrangements, <laughs> you know. You know, when your family gets big, you know, uh, you know, the agenda is, you know, the church is doing this, the, this kid's doing that, the next kid's doing that, the grandbaby's this, this and that, and, you know, all the different uh, friends and, uh, you know, all the things and the, all the activities and arrangements that have to, uh, that have to be made and are, and are all part, you know, you know, uh, they're all part. And wonderful parts uh, where that is concerned. But you know, I, I find I have to be careful. There's, there's also all these attractions that if you're not careful can be distractions. And we start thinking about, well, you know, it's the tree, it's the this, it's the bonus, it's the that, it's the, you know, turkey, it's the ham. For, you know, we lived in Texas for a while. Thank God this, we're, we're, we're going to have a brisket. Amen. It's the brisket. Mm -hmm. Beef. Everybody say, where's the beef? It really don't work so good in Alabama, but you know what I'm saying. Thank God for living other places have a taste for other things. Amen. <clears throat> but the real reason for this season is what Pastor Sandy said. Jesus has come to set things right as the centerpiece in time, in life, and in God's purpose and its plan to give peace, real peace. I think the most amazing thing to me in my own personal experience is coming to the end of this year, and there's still a lot of things that are, quote, undone. Some stuff will have to, you know, some stuff will be carried over to next year. Some stuff, it's like, well, you know, oh, well. There's still more to do than what has been done. Thank God for the future that we see while we're in the present. You know, having to still lay aside the past and things like that. I think the most amazing thing uh, for me this year, though, is just this overwhelming sense of peace. Peace about the past. Are you listening? What it is, what it is. About the present, about where things are, where things are, a true measurement it's seen in 2018, but also a piece about the plans that God has for the future, and 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 especially when you get glimpses of that, when when we're able to see, and we have hopes and desires, and there's uh, uh, you can see yourself in that, with that, doing that. You we we want. Uh, certain dimensions of life. Amen? But there's this overwhelming sense of peace. Why? How would that happen? Because in the final analysis, at the, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the year, when Jesus is the centerpiece, when he really is the centerpiece, when all of the stuff, all of the fluff, all of the, everyone and everything is brought and arranged around him. There is peace within. There's peace with God. And that peace with God just overflows into peace with everyone and everything else. No matter what the situation is. Because we know that as long... Listen, when, when we allow God to set things right between us. Me and him. You and him. Then he'll, he'll continue, you know... Everything else will find its proper place. Now, uh, the purpose in all of this is certainly to send us all off into a wonderful holiday. Usually, we have a uh, we have a Christmas Eve service. We we've, we've decided that it would just be good to have some family time this uh, year. You celebrate it however you celebrate that, and bring in Christmas. Same thing where New Year's is concerned. But I uh, I, I want to. I just wanted to simply, first of all, acknowledge uh, acknowledge God uh, in in the season. 
Uh, and our prayer for you is that you will experience the, the peace that passes understanding. And also to challenge you and ask you, is Jesus the centerpiece? And if he's not, you know, maybe a lot of things need to change. Maybe just one thing needs to change. I don't know. You live your, you, you live your life before God. I live my life before God. But I, I still feel that it's appropriate <coughs> to, challenge, uh, to challenge ourselves. That if there still seems like in spite of, you know, all that you've been blessed with, all that you have, all the good that's going on, still seems like there's just still something missing, something broken. Can I submit to you perhaps the centerpiece? If you're still not happy with the tablescape, perhaps you just need to move one piece. And the rest, and once the one piece is moved into place, you'll see how to arrange everything else. It will just, it will be seen. Does that make sense to you? Amen. You know, I was telling my son this year, I said, you know, peace is a, is a precious commodity to me at this stage in my life. I mean, it really is, you know. I found I had to turn off some of the news and focus on just the good news because, because I was losing my peace Amen. Now, I'm not just talking about national news. I'm talking about all the kind of news that goes on in the sheep pen everywhere else. Amen. You know, uh, people that won't drive their car, you know, uh, got a license and, and, and don't know how to drive their car on the road with other folk. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you in on some of the things that, that rob me of peace. I, if I didn't have Jesus, I would have road rage. I would. It wouldn't be a good thing. Amen. <clears throat> but you know what I'm saying. Y'all know what your situation and where you're at. But let's, can we just take just a moment? Let's pray a simple prayer. You may be, uh, you may be here and uh, you never, Jesus has never been the centerpiece. You never accepted him as the rescuer and the savior and the deliverer, taken him as the centerpiece for your life. The Bible says that when we call upon the name of the Lord, lordship means you're the centerpiece. Amen. And when we let him be Lord of our life, when we let him be, let me give you some good uh, advice before we pray this prayer. If you can answer this question, are you willing to just simply hear what he has to say and then do whatever he tells you to do? That's lordship. You look to God, listen to God, whatever he tells you. Just do that. Now I can guarantee you this, you'll never be more happy. You'll never, you'll never feel more fulfilled or satisfied than just living that simply. I'm going to get in front of God. I'm going to position myself in a place to hear whatever He says. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, you're in for, you're in for such a life. Such a wonderful life. It won't be without troubles or struggles or problems. But when they come up, we, we get in front of God. And we stay long enough to hear what He says. And whenever He says, whenever, whatever He says, that's what we do. Everything and everything, everyone and everything else will find its proper place. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, be Lord of my life. For real, be Lord. Be the master. Be the centerpiece. Lord, I'm clear the table if you have to. Move everything else out of the way. 
I'm making room for you right now. Take your rightful place. Be the centerpiece. And I thank you for peace. I declare I have peace with you. And I want to have, I want to have peace with everyone. Peace in everything else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you for rescuing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. Thank you this Christmas. You are my reason. You're my why. You're my everything. Thank you for the people of my life. Thank you for the people for my life. Lord, help me to love them like you do. Help me to want for them the peace that you've given me. In Jesus' name, I believe and I receive. And I treasure all these things in my heart. And I thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Listen, from our house to yours, I want to say Merry Christmas. Looking forward to a great year in 2019. Uh, I hope that you'll, I hope that you'll take these next eight, eight days, finish well, and start even better. Amen. It's going to be wonderful things with the Lord. Uh, don't be late. Don't hesitate. You know, be like the shepherds and hurry. Let's get on this word and see what he's going to say to us the rest. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.